0: No power in the verse can
1: stop me. What's going on guys? My name is Aldeniro and welcome to episode 125 of the Midnight Hour. Um I've had like a lot of people message me about the coronavirus, which is very strange. Uh, I'm like not a medical expert of any kind. In fact, I'm barely even knowledgeable about medicine. I have pretty much no idea about anything. Um I was gonna do an episode about uh, the sea people, um, something, the likes of which we have not heard on the midnight hour, um, but in these circumstances, it seems strange to talk about a, like, an unprecedented species slowly taking over humanity, I felt like it would kind of be in bad taste, and I think everyone is, like, a little bit on edge at the moment lately, because of the coronavirus, or COVID-19, um, it's just a really strange time, like, if you're in the UK or the States, I imagine you're in some phase of, um, the delay strategy, I suppose, um, although I've been reading, like, a lot of different things about, like, the UK strategy is a lot different to everywhere else in Europe, I think, they're going for some, like, herd immunity tactic versus, um, the full closure of everything tactic um that we have in ireland uh but it's really like on thursday uh, i was in work and we were told that the the t or if you're not from ireland the prime minister um was going to do a speech or make a statement to the nation and he was in America at the time, because every Saint Patrick's Day, um the major Irish politicians all fly over to the States and they do some awarding of the Shamrock, some bullshit ceremony. And I don't really understand why the Taoiseach flew to the States, given the severity of the of the virus and how rapidly it spreads. Like I just feel like it's a really bad example to be setting that he's going across to do even like they scaled back the the whole shamrock ceremony right and they they made it less uh impactful and that it involved less people and stuff but just the fact that they did it seems wholly irresponsible to me and not really a good case of someone leading by example but however i do approve of Leo Varadkar's decision to close all of the schools and universities and crashes and things like that in Ireland, um, but it was it was so surreal. Like we in in my job, we watched this. We all watched this statement on our phones. Like the whole floor where I work, everyone had earphones in, eyes on the phones, and listening to this statement. Like I can't describe the way it made me feel after hearing it. It was really like. Eerie and scary, kind of like I just felt so on edge after. And I said it to a few people, and everyone felt the same. And um, he gave this speech at around like 25 past 11 or something like that. And he gave it from the steps of Washington, which is such a when someone delivers a speech addressing an entire nation from the steps of Washington, I picture Independence Day or something along those lines. Um, but that's what it was like, I just felt so shaken and on edge after, and uh, me and a few of the lads from work went into the pub at 12 o'clock in the day and had a few pints, and I can't remember anything of that nature ever happening before, like I feel like this is something along the lines in terms of the spectacle, um, in terms of the severity of it, um, and in terms of the way people have reacted to it, this feels like something along the lines of 9-11, just in terms of the scale of the event, Um, It has actually killed more people already than 9-11 has, Um, but it's so, I don't know, it's, it's one of those things that changes the way you live, because now... Um people are being discouraged from going outside. Uh, I I know in Ireland you shouldn't attend any event or or any social gathering with more than 100 people in it. You should limit all of your uh all of your time outside. Work from home if possible. Um obviously no one is going to school, so uh, parents are going to be pulled out of work to look after their kids at home. Uh I'm working from home. Um although the way my company company has handled this has has been really strange and I'm sure it's the same for a lot of people, um, but, the, but the speech was just so, there was one point in it where he said, more people will get sick, and unfortunately, we must face the tragic reality that some people will die. He also went on to say, we have not witnessed a pandemic of this nature in living memory, this is uncharted terror. In fact, do you know what? Listen to it, listen to the speech, I'm gonna play it.
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh, good morning, everyone. I need to speak to you about coronavirus and COVID-19. For the past few weeks the government and our public service have been focused on dealing with the impact of this virus in that time we've taken several important and unprecedented measures to protect public health we've been preparing for all eventualities yesterday the world health organization formally described it as pandemic and the european the european center for disease prevention and control dcdc updated its guidelines advising us all to act early to be effective. Our own national public health emergency team met last night and has issued new advice to government. We're acting on that advice today. There will be many more cases. More people will get sick, and unfortunately, we must face the tragic reality that some people will die. The virus is all over the world. It will continue to spread, but it can be slowed. Its impact can be reduced, making it easier for our health service to cope and giving our scientists more time to develop better testing, treatments and a vaccine. It's important to recall that the the disease effects will be mild for the majority of people, especially the young and healthy. But we know that older people and those with a chronic illness are at real risk. And we have a duty as a society to protect ourselves and above all to protect others, our parents and grandparents, our family and friends, our co-workers and neighbours. We have not witnessed a pandemic of this nature in living memory, and this is uncharted territory for us. We said we would take the right actions at the right time, and we have to move now to have the greatest impact. So from 6 p.m. today, the following measures are being put in place, and they will stay in place until the 29th of March. Schools, colleges, and childcare facilities will close from tomorrow, where possible, teaching will be done online or remotely. Cultural institutions will close as well. Our advice is that all indoor mass gatherings of more than 100 people and outdoor mass gatherings of more than 500 people should be cancelled. Arrangements are being made to ensure that everyone entering Ireland through our ports and airports is fully informed and self-isolates if they develop symptoms. You should continue to go to work if you can, but where possible, you should work from home. in order to reduce unnecessary face-to-face interaction in the workplace, break times and working times should be staggered and meetings done remotely or by phone. Public transport will continue to operate. The shops will remain open and we have plans to ensure that supply chains will not be interrupted. We need public and businesses to take a sensible, level-headed and responsible approach during this difficult time. Restaurants, cafes and other businesses can stay open but should look at ways they can implement public health advice on social distancing. And as a general rule, outside of work, people should seek to reduce social interactions as much as possible. You can all play your part by hand washing, coughing and sneezing into your elbow or a tissue, and seeking medical advice if you develop symptoms. This is now more important than ever. The cabinet will meet later today. Opposition party leaders and counterparts in Northern Ireland and Britain will be briefed. In the period ahead, the government will deploy all of the resources we can muster human and financial to tackle this threat head on. Those resources are extensive but not unlimited. Our healthcare workers have been at the forefront of this crisis since it started and they will be at the front line of the crisis in the time ahead. We must do all that we can to help them so they can help those who need the help the most. I know that some of this is coming as a real shock, and it's going to involve big changes in the way we live our lives. And I know that I'm asking people to make enormous sacrifices, but we're doing it for each other. Together we can slow the virus in its tracks and push it back. Acting together as one nation, we can save many lives. Our economy will suffer, but it will bounce back. Lost time in school or college will be recovered and in time, our lives will go back to normal. Above all, we all need to look out for each other. Ireland is a great nation. We're a great people. We've experienced hardship and struggle before. We've overcome many trials in the past with our determination and our spirit. And once again, we will prevail. Thank you very much.
1: There's just something really sobering, let's say, When the leader of your country speaks to you from the steps of Washington and says stuff like, I know that some of this is coming as a real shock, it's going to involve big changes in the way you live your life, making enormous sacrifices, but we're doing it for each other, we have to act as a nation to save lives, we need to look out for each other, stuff like that, it's just, it's it's very sobering and... I, as I've said at the start, I'm not a, not a medical expert, nothing like that. Um, when I first heard about this contagion, I thought to myself that the, the media is simply reporting facts and people are taking the facts out of context and overblowing it and that everyone is just a little bit too over the top and that the people who are dying are all old and they already have underlying conditions... Um, And so, therefore, it's not too dissimilar to flu. Um, And, like, that's not really actually true. This isn't like the flu at all. Um, There are healthy people in their 20s who are getting killed by this virus. Um, Now, that is not generally the case. But, like, just because you're young and healthy does not necessarily mean that you're going to be fine um some of my friends aren't taking anything seriously at all um they think that the measures put in place by the government are completely overblown uh, and unnecessary and things like that and uh at this point like we have to defer to the experts right none of us are uh contagi- like con- what is it? let's say contagion experts or, or like people who have uh i don't know <laughs> degrees in biology or, or whatever well some of us are but like like, the experts are saying this is really bad, it's unprecedented, um, they're also saying it's it's not even as bad as it could be, which is, like, a real shock, considering how difficult uh, it is just dealing with this one, but, like, everything being closed down, like, this, uh, this quarantine, all of that stuff, like, self-imposed quarantine, whatever, uh, like, it just feels really strange, and I'm all for it, because my biggest concern would be, that I get the virus and I unknowingly pass it on to an elderly person or even like a person in my family who may not be uh, healthy enough to deal with it or whatever. Um, But I really, like I would encourage everybody who's who's in their early 20s or late teens and they think that like this is not really that big of a deal. Like I would encourage you to, if you want to have that mentality, if you think it's not going to affect you, if you get it, just consider how it might impact somebody in your family, especially at the rate that it's spreading. Um, And it's been really interesting too to be able to just track the way that it's spread because we've had so many high-profile cases of it. Like, for example, the owner of Panathinaikos gets it. Mikel Arteta gets it from him. Uh, Presumably more people in the UK will get it as a result of just the various Premier League footballers who have it. Um, Like, Tom Hanks has it. Um, I don't know, it's crazy. Um, I went to Tesco earlier on to... Um, buy some groceries, and I wasn't going like end of the world shopping like a lot of people are, but I have been told that I'm going to be working from home, um, for the for for the next while, anyways, at least, um, only in terms of days, actually. My work have been really strange about this. Um, maybe I won't talk about that. I'm not sure if I should or not. But even like when I was in Tesco, um, I was at the. The shelf where they have pancakes and I was like I'm gonna get pancakes because I'm gonna be working from home I might as well have breakfast I don't usually have breakfast because it's so expensive to get stuff in the city and the kitchen and work is really small but um I just, I put my hand over to to get them, and then this old man, like, kind of barged in on me, and his basket smashed off my basket, and I was like, in my head, I was just like, do you want to give it five fucking seconds until I've got this product off the fucking shelf, and then you can go in, like, given the fact that we're all here in a fucking, like, slight sense of, of edge and dread, that you might want to just keep your fucking distance from people, but, um yeah it's, it's it's such a strange atmosphere um just the sense of isolation that you get from uh, being in a self-imposed quarantine uh it just feels strange but it feels like to me it feels like the right thing to do i basically will do anything to avoid transmitting this disease to or this this virus to a vulnerable person um and so like i'm willing to to do the whole quarantine thing um, I've seen like pictures of Temple Bar in Dublin from last night It was as packed as ever And it just feels like some people are just not going to Like You. there are some people that are just not going to get on board um, With precautionary measures And like I feel like that's a shame Because the thing that is stopping other countries from becoming Italy Is this kind of action And what's happening in Italy at the moment Is like they're struggling to manage it Because no, no precautionary measures were put in place first when it first started breaking true. And then they, they just failed to control the spread at the rate that it spread. And it's just, I don't know, man, like, it's, it's pretty scary. Um, I don't really like, I don't really have an agenda here. Um, I'm not an expert at all. Uh, no one should really listen to the stuff that I say. I'm more just talking because, it's a thing that's happening and it's making me feel a certain way and I just feel the need to record a podcast on it. But um I'm gonna see if Michelle is around to talk about it because um she might have an interesting perspective um living in the States and particularly in New York, which has been the subject of uh many different like articles that I've read recently about it. And it seems like all eyes are kind of always on New York when there's a, a big thing like this because it's one of the most significant cities on earth, I guess. Um, But yeah, I'm just gonna see, is she available? Uh, She is not an expert either, by the way. So what she says is not like, you're not to take medical advice or any kind of advice from us. Uh, We are just two people talking about the strangeness of this situation. So um, I'll just see, is she here? Uh, One sec. Hey. Wow, hello.
0: Hello, how was your day?
1: Excellent. (laughs)
0: good good
1: so do you think that we are freaking out or that we're being way too over the top um by like kind of just committing to staying indoors for the whole time
0: um i mean first of all i think people are not being cautious enough what do you think i mean i don't know what's going on over there but over here a lot of people are just behaving normally Mm -hmm. uh i could see on on Twitter last night, a lot of people were posting pictures of all of the restaurants still being packed and people still going to bars and stuff. And I mean, no one's actually said, completely isolate yourselves at home and never go out. But it's like, you have to keep in mind some social responsibility. I mean, if you see a restaurant is packed, maybe don't go into that restaurant. That's
1: the thing. Like, uh, So um, in Leo Varadkar's speech, he said, and I'm paraphrasing here, but this is what he meant he said look you're not barred from going anywhere all these places are open but have a bit of fucking cop on to yourselves
0: yeah um
1: and actually no that is an exact quote that is what he said um but yeah like so um my housemate is a teacher right so he is someone right. very close to the call that um all schools are closed so he has like this kind of extra context of oh, this is serious now. All of my work is is cancelled. And on the very first day of this being announced, from 6pm on March 12th, uh, he took it upon himself to go have a night out, come back here at half-tree in the morning and bring some fella back with him who uh, vomited all over the bathroom floor. So, like, in my head, I'm thinking, you have just been told, like, to, you know, cop on to yourself and... uh <laughs> you go out to the pub and get trashed and I think like when people are when people are in pubs like they're like all sense of your cautiousness goes out the window because you don't care like you'll you'll um, saunter through a crowd of people to get to the bar like yeah, I don't know like how clean are those glasses and you know, like all that kind of thing I just I really don't like the thought of it it makes me very uncomfortable um, I haven't really been out I went to the supermarket yesterday there was a lot of people there, uh, f- considering I went at 1 o'clock in the day on a Friday. Um, lots of people have end-of-the-world notions. And they're stocking up on things, oftentimes in large crowds. Like, I don't know, it just feels really weird to me. And uh, some of my friends don't even believe that that, that this is happening. I, one of my friends said that the the cancellation of the St. Patrick's Day Parade was a national embarrassment. So like... I don't really, like, I feel like I'm being heavily cautious, but I think it's because of people like this who are being the exact opposite way. Like, you know, I have like no faith in not being heavily cautious if there are people out there who think that this is just the same thing as catching a cold, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I was reading this quote from an epidemiologist the other day. I can't even remember where I found it, but um, they're basically saying that if you are someone who is self isolating and and staying at home and trying to be cautious like that, and you have this sort of creeping suspicion that maybe you're overreacting and maybe you feel a bit silly that you're, you know, depriving yourself of of normal things that you would normally do in your day to day life. Like that's a sign that this social distancing is actually working. We should all be feeling a little bit silly and a little bit overly cautious. And it's way better for us to be doing that and, You know, quote unquote, overreacting, rather than coming to a situation in what could be as little as a few days or a few weeks, and really regretting not taking some of these preventive actions that we could all be taking right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like the thing that I say to everybody is, look at Italy. Like that is us in a matter of days if we don't act now. And there is no reason why it wouldn't be. And the even worse thing is that Italy. So like if, if if this were happening in the south of Italy, I think I'd be saying the same thing I was saying about three weeks ago, which is, oh well, most of the cases, most of the deaths are people who are old and have underlying conditions, anyways, and and this makes it no different to seasonal flu, just a slightly more aggressive strain of it, and most of the heavily affected areas are um poorer countries like in the south of italy but it's not even in the south of italy it's in the north of italy it's in milan like it's in the really rich regions of italy where they have much better health care than they have in most of ireland And they have like martial law in place, they have military patrolling the streets, they have a ban on people leaving their homes for any reason other than to go to the pharmacy or the supermarket. And when you go to the supermarket, you have a limited amount of time when you're in there um, to get the stuff that you want and then leave and they queue for hours to get in like Mm -hmm. it's serious over there and that's not even getting into the fact that people are dying and like that 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 uh, hospital staff are taking ill and they have to leave and then they have to get replaced and they have to make decisions you know between like do we use this ventilator for this uh slightly younger person who has coronavirus or do we use it to address this stroke victim who has been in here for for three weeks since before the virus like what do they do and it's, um, like, it's an absolute mess, and the most, like, statistically advantageous route you have to avoid that is the shutdown and the the social distancing and just having a bit of cop on and behaving responsibly, and, um, I just don't think that that has sunk in with a lot of people, and I don't really understand why. Like, the the easiest way to appeal to people who are not capable of, um understanding mass statistics which like it's really hard like if someone tells me like a million people have died over the last five years because of like fucking hippo attacks or something in my head I'm gonna be like wow that's (laughs) that's really terrible but proportionally I'm going to be far more outraged by this fly that keeps landing on my fucking screen and I just can't hit him no matter how hard I try it because like I just can't grasp the number that big but if you say to somebody like you there's probably someone in your immediate family whom if affected by this, like, would be in grave danger. And I don't get why that's not sinking in it, with people.
0: And, no, it really isn't. And I mean, I have a friend as well. I mean, I'm sure we all have friends like this, but, um, you know, who say things like, oh, it's pretty much just old people who are going to die anyway. Well, actually, you know, this same friend has a father who's a diabetic. I mean, everybody, there's at least, you know, one person in everybody's family or one friend or something like that who is just vulnerable. Yeah. And, I was listening to Sanjay Gupta on CNN last night who was basically saying, you know, we really need to start thinking about this, you know, in terms of our own actions and how they affect other people. Like, the things that I do affect you, Mm -hmm. and the the things that you you do affect me. So we have to be a lot more conscious in how – in everything that we do, we have to be very conscious of our environment. I mean, if you are one of those people that's going to a restaurant – you know, how are you holding yourself? Like, where are you putting your hands? Um, how often are you washing your hands? Um, like, we all have to be thinking of of these re- really, you know, minute details that we didn't think of before. And, I mean, the easiest thing to do is for everybody to just stay home as much as humanly possible. And for some people, that's not an option. I mean, if you have to work outside of the home, then, yeah, you have to, you know, go do your job. But if the rest of us who are more privileged can, you know, stay hang hang back a little bit, And, like, you know, take that out of the equation, like, take ourselves out of, like, the potential virus pool, then it's going to, like, flatten... curve a lot more
1: yeah i love the flatten the curve term because i've started using it as if i've known it all the time like (laughs) i'm such an expert on this like flatten the curve man it's obvious but like when you see that the graph that um the famous graph going around it makes so much sense like it's so clear as day and and just so obvious that Mm -hmm. i don't understand how people are not really getting it there's um a, a big concern i have right is so apparently in ireland um obviously we have already announced the shutdown of schools and universities and crashes and and, uh, and social um or sorry uh cultural um organizations and things like that apparently on monday um i don't know if this is like one of those whatsapp things that gets you know posted around cuz someone made it up like how the queen is going to die every second sunday or whatever but um apparently we're going to have an announcement tomorrow about and the suspension of air travel and the closure of pubs, which is, uh, even the thought of that, like, I feel the urge to go to the supermarket right now and buy an awful lot of alcohol. So, um, that's...
0: Yeah, that's... Mm, that's... <laughs>
1: I'm gonna put on so much weight because of this quarantine thing, do you know that? That's like...
0: Oh, I have about that. Like I actually have been losing weight. I feel like there's two different responses to this where like people either sit at home and eat everything or people sit at home and completely forget to eat anything and I'm in the latter category.
1: You are ridiculous. Um, what how do you like so if you <laughs> what do you do all day if you're not just eating? I ate like 6 squares off an Aero so bar I, earlier and I had just finished a pizza. I wasn't even hungry. I was just so fucking bored.
0: <laughs> that's crazy to me. Like it just doesn't eat even enter my mind really i mean i have had like half a bagel today and a protein shake and um i mean like thinking about it right now like actually yeah Mm -hmm. i am pretty hungry but like (laughs) i just i don't know (laughs) like when i when i don't have a plan going into these things i mean normally when i am going to my office for my job like i've meal prepped and i've thought out in advance what am i going to eat like how am i going to make my lunch um what snacks am i going to have throughout the day Mm -hmm. um and now like i don't know I guess all of that goes out the window when you're working from home constantly and like you just think like, oh, well, I have so much food available, like I'm not going to go hungry, but you just forget to eat.
1: Wow, I cannot relate to that in so, any way.
0: I'm, no, there's,
1: I, I think I've, I've definitely gained like <laughs> I got this thing on my phone that my phone just started counting my steps quite recently. And, um, oh, no. I like, at the end of every day, I'm like, wow, like, jeez, 3,000 steps. Like, all I fucking do is walk to the bus stop and back, and then to the pub next door to my work <laughs> for lunch. But it, I've I've done, like, 2.6 kilometers, and today I've taken 144 steps. I've gone up the stairs, then down the stairs, then upstairs, then down the stairs, and etc.
0: I believe that it was 144. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it's really
1: good, isn't it? Like, considering I haven't left the house, that's, like, a lot of steps. And you know what? I didn't even have my phone with me for a lot of the day, so... It might even be Yeah. More. So it's,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like this has like spawned an awful lot of like weird exercise routines for people because I mean a lot of us aren't going to the gym right now. And I literally for the first time in my entire life, and I'm twenty eight years old, I tried yoga today. Like this app is doing like free yoga sessions, I guess, because you know, people aren't going to studios. Mm-hmm. And so I just like this yoga app and, and it was the fucking worst. I hate yoga. Like this, why do people do it? First of all, it makes no sense. Like, I don't get it. What is the point of it? Like, is it just supposed to be like doing different poses? I'm confused. Is it supposed to build strength? I don't think it builds strength. Like, you're not even doing any body weight
1: exercises. Do you know who Matt Walsh like, is? I'm, I think that's his name.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's that guy on Twitter, right? Yeah, he's
1: the guy on Twitter. I that, think he works for the Daily Wire.
0: And, yeah oh, um, oh yeah that's right
1: he's uh a hardcore christian or whatever and he thinks that yoga is like the work of the devil
0: <laughs> you know what it, like i'm not gonna say he has a point but um, I, like i would be open to hearing his argument
1: yeah well um it i i am going to get i've never heard his argument and i'm gonna create a straw man of him and attack it I'm going to guess it's something along the lines of that it's an anti-Judeo-Christian value. Um, it's something you can already get from the Bible and something about the left uh, trying to legalize pedophilia. It's, that's probably some way that he can work in there. That's the type of person.
0: Okay. I don't know about that last part, but I do remember actually just reading the other day about, I think it was one of the Southern states, maybe it was Kentucky or something that... that um, was changing its law because apparently it was illegal there to have kids in school practicing yoga
1: wow. because
0: I guess like if you say like namaste, like that's considered a prayer. I mean, For I'm, like, sake. I'm not really sure about like, the roots of yoga or like how it relates to religion at all. But um, yeah, I guess like namaste was considered something that like wouldn't, you know, have your two days. Christian values and therefore should be illegal. So now I think they've changed the law where, Jesus. um, like the kids can do yoga in schools, but like they're just not allowed to say Namaste.
1: It's it's not going to be long before somebody in a in a red state gets shot because they said say La Vie or something. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, um, check this out for a segue though. Um, yeah, this is this is really good. So obviously people who think yoga is is uh, satanic are the worst. In terms yeah. of the coronavirus, what are some of the other worst people in the world saying? That's a good segue, isn't it?
0: That is a good segue. Um definitely the worst people in the world right now are the ones Okay, actually there's several categories of worst people. I'll tell you like the one that, you know, is really grinding my gears today. Um the worst worst people are the ones who um are seeking to take financial advantage of of this crisis and who are buying massive quantities of hand sanitizer and cleaning supplies and then price gouging people and trying to sell it on Amazon and eBay. Um, So those are the absolute people. I would say like the second worst people are the ones who are like, first of all, doing like absolutely nothing in terms of like preventive, you know, actions and are focusing more on how apparently coronavirus was manufactured and is a bioweapon or was created by the CIA or something like that. Yeah. Just mad outlandish conspiracy theories that, I mean, first of all, like, we have way bigger fish to fry right now than, like, worrying about, like, the details of, like, you know, like where the virus came from. Like, we need to deal with it right now. Um, and, you know, second of all, like, what are you talking about, a bioweapon? Like, like, does work that hard to, like, you know, come up with, like, a logical reason where that came from? I mean, like, it came from a wet market in Wuhan, like, I mean, is this not sufficiently established?
1: You can tell that it's a real virus because whenever you see news reports On it, the graphic they use in the background is the microscope image of the virus (laughs) and uh, every time I see that I think to myself like is that does anyone get that when they look at it, am I supposed to look at that and be like oh Jesus that's yeah that's quite a lot of of coronavirus there in that image. (laughs) It's so fucking strange to me that that's what they use. Show a fucking person with a face mask on. Like, show an empty train carriage. Why are you showing me the fucking, the biological fucking details? Of, oh, man, it's so fucking...
0: I would say in our defense, like, in, in the media's defense, um, we are running out of images to use. Ah,
1: um,
0: we also, I mean, one thing that we have been trying to be really mindful of at my work, um, where we're, like, actively writing articles and stories about coronavirus is um when we're using images of people to not not play into unfair stereotypes or or you know Mm -hmm. you know just like without any reason using a picture of a chinese person to demonstrate like the virus you know like it's just going to play into people's biases and prejudices and it's
1: now someone is going to leave a comment saying that's the problem with the mainstream media they won't report the truth they're afraid of hurting people's feelings (laughs) God Almighty. <laughs> like,
0: I mean, if we're going to, for example, write a story about like, you know, how bad the cases have gotten in New York City, I mean, why would we be using pictures of, you know, hong kong subway train yeah you should use a picture of
1: a guy in a mask who's saying i'm walking here (laughs) that's the only way to um on a serious note the the whole thing about it being like it's the chinese the chinese are at it again they didn't kill enough people with sars now they have to come back with this is fucking mental i actually cannot believe the number of people who are just quite happy to point fingers at the chinese and say it's always the chinese like it's not true at all. People are only thinking about this because of SARS, right? Like, that's the only thing that I can think about in the last while that's even come from Asia. Um, like, I know that you were saying to me, like, there was, like, Zika, Ebola, um, like, AIDS is another one, um, the, the yeah, swine uh, flu, the the, like, yeah. the original coronavirus that killed everyone was the Spanish flu, right? Well, I fucking hope that was mm-hmm. a coronavirus now that I've said that. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that that... <laughs> um h1n uh, well h1n1 was swine flu wasn't it
0: yeah yeah it was
1: yeah yes yeah Yeah, no
0: that came from uh,
1: either mexico or canada i believe yeah
0: yeah i mean they come from like this is part of life on earth right i Mm -hmm. mean viruses start somewhere like they jump from animals to humans i mean you know we can learn from things like this i mean clearly if it's true that like something like this would have come from like animals in china um you know being eaten by people like you know we can learn from that sort of behavior in the future i mean i think china has already implemented preventive measures by like banning like wildlife from like these markets it was you illegal know?
1: anyway incidentally that food market was illegal yeah.
0: yeah so i mean but like that's like this is going to happen on planet earth you know like it's not a Asia thing. It's not a China thing. Like, viruses will come from anywhere and everywhere. Um, I don't, like, you know, it could next come from, like, the United States. Like, there could be some other random weird virus here that, like, you know, pops up and kills, like, half of us. Like, it's...
1: <laughs> like <laughs> I think be- it's already happening, and it's called republicanism. To- oh, am I right? Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. Um, That was an easy slam dunk, though. Um... Yeah, it, the the yeah. the people saying it's the Chinese and uh the people saying stuff like it's manufactured like Jesus Christ almighty like without a it's so like I don't understand how flu and and colds and things like that work, okay? I'm not an expert in that mm-hmm. field, believe it or not. I know a lot of people think I am and a lot of doctors when they talk to me about it, they say, "Wow, how do you know so much about this stuff?" It's I get it, but um when I don't know something, I defer to the experts. And I yeah. tend to trust them. And in order for this to be some kind of manufactured thing, you have to have every single expert around the world saying, like, have they all been paid by the Chinese or the CIA or whoever is supposed to have manufactured it? Like, is that how it works? Or, or what? Yeah, like? yeah. And,
0: yeah. No, I think I I saw this really funny tweet the other day that was like, oh, you know, if this was all like manufactured in order to like for, like, the liberal media to, like, you know, own Trump or whatever, then it's really convenient that, like, the entire country of Italy is playing along so, like, yeah. so nicely.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Um, you no. Know, what is, um like... So, in the States, I have noticed that um they appeared to be significantly unprepared, and going back to the gutting of the cdc's pandemic response fucking budget yeah um like for starters uh, there was another thing that two years ago the the head of like i i forget the fucking title now but it was like the guy who was like the the chairman of pandemics or something like that and the cdc uh he like stepped down two years ago and was never replaced or um God, I'm so terrible. At, I usually have facts when I talk about stuff. I And I only read this like an hour ago, so I didn't think I would need to, to look it up again. But clearly, I do.
0: I yeah. Um. Well, so, I, I mean, I think there's a few things going on in the U.S. And, like, a lot of it, I would say, predates the last couple of years. I mean, just flat out, like, the entire healthcare infrastructure in the U.S. is not adequately prepared to handle something like this. In, in fact, not really adequately prepared to handle, like, much of anything. Flu season, anything. Yeah. I mean, that's why you hear... Yeah, that's why you hear so many horror stories about, you know, people going to the hospital to, like, you know, give birth or, like, have some very routine procedure and then, like, finding out later that they've been billed, like, tens of thousands of dollars yeah. for stuff like... That. And, I mean, it's... So, there are a lot of things that were just, you know, not very conducive, to fighting something like this that were in that were already existing in the healthcare system here, um, and I would say everything that's been done since then has not really helped matters at all. Um, yeah, you're right that they completely gutted the entire pandemic response team I think two years ago, um, and that was like right after Ebola was a huge thing, and so they were you know set to work on. Exactly how to combat the next big pandemic and look what happened. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that have sort of gone wrong. It's been sort of a perfect storm of factors that have now, you know, given way to this uh, really frightening sort of situation that we have here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's so, like, I don't know, I I really feel like a powerful sense of dread every time I see Donald Trump talk about it, and he says a different thing every time, and it contradicts the thing he said the time before, and it's just, I have no faith whatsoever, like, um, I've listened to, uh, like, several experts talk about this, and how, like, there's actual data that exists, um... Showing the most effective way of dealing with pandemics, um, like school closures and and flight uh, stoppages being, or flight cancellations or whatever, um, being like the main things. And I, I I recall I haven't read this in the media. This is something that I actually just remember uh, back in like 2014 or something when the Ebola crisis was um being talked about a lot in like Nigeria. I think it was. And Donald Trump tweeted like, "Why has Obama not closed? Uh, why has Obama not cancelled all flights from Africa?" And I remember thinking to myself like, "Oh yeah, Africa, that fucking small country like Africa <laughs> where like, uh, fucking, but um anyway, that was Trump's thing, and like he was so slow to act on this. Like he on, they only yeah. they only stopped flights from China like quite recently, and I don't even think that they're fully stopped. I know today." They just announced that they're stopping flights from the UK and Ireland or as Trump calls it, the UK Um, made the same mistake two years ago. Still hasn't fucking learned that Ireland is not part of the United Kingdom, like which you would think that in his negotiations about Brexit and his fucking genius plan on how to do Brexit correctly. He would fucking know that Ireland is not a part of the UK. Um, But yeah, like he has been like just so terrible at everything. And whenever he does communicate about it, it is very often lies and I know it's just crazy and I just can't believe we're going to have another four fucking years of this
0: yeah well, so I mean it's really like it really shows you exactly how dangerous that his constant untruthfulness has been I mean you know even when you like think of like, like the more innocuous lies like talking about things like oh like his crowd sizes that are like obviously vastly exaggerated I mean all of that stuff sort of adds up over time and so now when he says you know when he says things that are actually really important for people to hear and things that he says that are truthful I mean no one believes him Like, he's completely blunted the impact of everything and anything that he could say about this because it's just you you don't know what to trust at all
1: yeah I know there's only one thing he's ever said that I really believe which is that he's in completely perfect health and that his doctors were amazed at how healthy he was that's definitely true (laughs) i would say
0: yeah did you hear he got the coronavirus test apparently
1: yeah 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 he, he only took it today though right
0: yeah i mean that's what he said which is also so i mean kind of like i mean i guess that goes back to our discussion about the untruthfulness because i mean first of all like just because he says that he got the coronavirus test like does not mean I that know. he actually did yeah. and then also if he did get it and he tested positive are they gonna tell us that
1: yeah, they definitely are not. No, or yeah. or else they, or else, or else, if it like Trust. somehow came out, he would say something like, "Yeah, I got it, and it's not a big deal," or like, "I got it, and the doctors were amazed at how strong my immune system was," or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's so strange. Um, what was the other thing I was gonna say about him? Uh, where was I going in my head? He lies about everything. Oh yeah, so it's been really interesting. Um. Um, to see like so there's this um football team from Greece called Olympiakos, and they were playing another football team from London uh quite recently, mm-hmm. and the owner of Olympiakos had the coronavirus, and so as a result of that, the manager for this London club now has the coronavirus too. And it's just really interesting how you can see, like, yes, they met each other and now he has it. It's just kind of like, um, just to be able to demonstrate how quickly it travels amongst people. Because I think people tend to not believe stuff when they're like, oh, the spread of a virus. If you don't actually see how it works, you don't really fully understand it. But, um... It, Donald Trump has been in the same room as multiple people who have either yeah. like gone into Did isolation you, or are confirmed. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, like everybody with coronavirus has been going to Mar-a-Lago and literally shaking his hand and yeah, interacting I with. <laughs> I can't get over like, it. It's just very hard. to, Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's actually scary. I mean, like, obviously, it would be absolutely terrible if he or anyone in his top staff got the virus. And an awful lot of people who have tested positive have been in close contact with them in the last few days, Uh in the last few weeks.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Um, And, like, look at, like, what is it, like, some huge percentage of the government in Iran all have it as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, something like, I don't know, a third of their parliament or something has like, a couple of them have died. A lot of their, like, Revolutionary Guard has it. It's, I mean... Yeah, like this spares nobody.
1: Like you, everyone is catching Did you see I think it was the New York Times. I'm not sure. Um I I think everything is the New York Times because I have the app on my phone so I get the push notifications and yeah. I'm just so used to seeing them. But uh some satellite images showed that in Iran they're they're digging mass yeah. graves. To deal with this yeah
0: it was um it was the washington post that broke that story um, i believe um yeah massive pits full of lime that you can see from space
1: yeah like that is really grim
0: yeah and i mean that also is you know an issue regarding you know truthfulness and disclosure and you know censorship and propaganda because they to date have i think confirmed a couple hundred deaths yeah and maybe 10,000 positive cases, and clearly the problem is much more widespread than that.
1: Yeah, it's real, like, if that doesn't give people, like, a stark reminder of the seriousness of this, and if that doesn't make you feel the urge to behave responsibly in public, like, I don't know what is. Like, a country is digging mass graves to deal with the fallout from this, like.
0: Exactly. Oh, and they're one of those countries, the United States, that very early was trying to downplay this sort of stuff. I think in mid-February, they were telling people something like, you know, Iran is not going to be hit by this virus. Like, it's not a serious, like, problem. And, uh, I mean, clearly, if you're digging mass graves, it's it's a massive problem.
1: Yeah. I didn't, like, it kind of came on so quickly that I... Like I don't even know. Like I'm on record a, f- a few weeks ago as having lightheartedly said some comment like, Oh yeah, I would like to get the virus so that I spend two weeks off work and have a three percent chance of dying. Like I said some, some joke like that. Um and like now I feel sick to my stomach having said that. And like now I see in in all of my hashtag lads uh WhatsApp groups um which are all on mute but I just can't help myself but read them because I hate myself um but the like it's just jokes all the time non-stop jokes about it and like yeah I have yet to see Actually, a in fairness, joke I mean, about it
0: you know well we haven't really seen like I mean at least in the western world like people in like your generation my generation like we haven't really seen something like this I mean yeah sure I got swine flu in 2009 that wasn't really like a big deal to me like that to me I kind of Kind of treated that as a joke as well like i remember going to the hospital and thinking haha it'll be so funny if i test positive for swine flu and then i did and then i died you know had, then
1: you died yeah.
0: and, no they had to, like put ivs in me they had to give me like crazy antibiotics um i mean it clearly was a serious illness but it wasn't as widespread at the time and it definitely wasn't as you know widespread in in like the parts of the world that i was living in at that time so um i mean i guess we just haven't really been conditioned to think about how serious this can get and whereas you look at countries like South Korea and and Japan and Singapore and they all know how serious this is because of SARS and they all acted right away and they all had the existing infrastructure to kind of manage this very quickly. Have you so, seen like,
1: have you seen this sorry to cut you off. Have you seen the statistics? Um so like Sarah's only killed like a few hundred people, right? But swine flu killed anywhere between a hundred and fifty thousand and five hundred thousand people. And experts reckon that this is way worse than swine flu. Like they reckon that the number of fatalities is going to be in the millions. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was reading some stat the other day that like in the u.s at least like the deaths could reach a million yeah
1: yeah and they reckon that like the number of infected is going to be over a hundred million and those are conservative estimates yeah or
0: up to yeah 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 no it could like it's it's serious like it's something that like you and i and like anyone listening to this should anticipate like it's very, very likely that we will get the coronavirus
1: yeah that like that's crazy to me i can't even fathom that
0: yeah me either um okay, I have to start work now yeah
1: sure yeah yeah well it's it's been great. thank you very much <laughs> so um that was interesting <laughs> I had, like very little time there to actually talk. There was a few other things that i I wanted to ask her, but uh not a big deal it was it was pretty interesting to hear about like the fact that this is also happening on the other side of the world and things like that like it's um I don't know, even like looking at the Twitter feed and things, it just feels like we're all proud of this thing going on and that's pretty cool um if uh i noticed when i was on the call to michelle there that it the audio cut out a couple of times so i'm really sorry about that it's an issue with skype um i know the midnight hour in general has had terrible audio quality for like a really long time and that's mostly because my guests have bad audio quality what are you gonna do um but i noticed in the episode with docs and just now that it it just cuts out a fair bit, and it doesn't do that when I'm on TeamSpeak uh, playing games, and it doesn't do that when I'm on Discord, so it has to be a Skype issue, and it's it's really irritating me, so um, I don't know what's, you know, I don't know what the plan is uh, for the next while i know that i said the midnight hour was dead a long time ago but i actually still have guests lined up for future episodes so you guys will have that to look forward to if indeed you are still listening which seems like a lot of you are Uh, i also just put the podcast on spotify today so check that out it's um would would be cool to see something happen on spotify like it's another avenue through which i may happen to attract new listeners um we do have some. Uh, we are. We have one very cool episode coming up with Miguel that uh, I'm really excited for you guys to listen to. And we we may do other stuff. Like I remember in uh, what like 2000 end of 2017, start of 2018. I think there was a good few episodes of the podcast that came around. Like I had the one with Runners and Jared and Plufnob and um a bunch of people, I had like a bunch of new guests on during that time and the reason for that was because I was working for this tech startup that didn't really work out so there was a lot of working from home and then there was a lot of not working at all and then there was a lot of watching the company file for liquidation and get fucked out of a lot of money but during that time I had the extra, um, the extra time and resources to be able to get new guests on the show. And, you know, over the next while, if I'm going to be working from home, I will have lots of extra time. And I'm just thinking, like, it would be really cool if I could get some podcasts out during that time. Um, Hopefully not like this one. This was a weird one. Like, I just really wanted to talk about what was going on. I wanted to complain about the people who don't really seem to take this very seriously. Um, And I just wanted to talk about the strangeness of... uh, the isolation I suppose and there's no intro at the start of this because it just I don't know I'm kind of at I just feel like if I were to make an intro it would be in some way virus related or something and uh, I would feel strange about it and I don't think I'll have a song to close out this episode either Um, but I also um, would recommend if any of you are looking for stuff to do while you're sitting at home all day, uh, download Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition from Steam and get stuck into that because uh, that is some high-quality entertainment right there. And <laughs> Keep an eye out. I might do a couple of live streams during the week or something because I can already feel myself going stir-crazy here. Um, and I wonder like, if I talk for another six minutes, I can bring this episode up to the hour mark. That would be pretty damn good, but I think I might not have the energy to do that. So, um, I think that's it for me. I don't think I have anything else to say on this subject. Um, If you guys enjoyed, I mean, leave a like or a comment. I I would actually really, really like to see some comments on this video, like what you think about the virus, what you plan on doing if you're staying home all the time. If you're one of those people that feels the need to go out and not have your life impacted by this in any way, then maybe let me know what you're going to do. As far as I know... I'm going to be working from home um, on Monday and Tuesday. I don't know what the story is going to be on Wednesday. And even though Tuesday is St. Patrick's Day, but I actually have to work, um, which I'm not really that happy about. Um, But then my work haven't really made it clear whether or not we're to stay home. But I think the government are due to make a statement tomorrow and most people seem to think that extra um, restrictions on... Um, on social gatherings are going to come into effect and if it's true that the pubs are closing and stuff like that I just think like we're gonna start seeing some empty streets and we're going to be more encouraged to work from home Uh, the only thing is in my job I actually can't work from home the whole time because some of my job involves um, collecting physical documents and I don't know if like I don't know maybe see I work in the funds industry and it's in some of the terms for some of the funds that I deal with it's a requirement that trades be received in their actual physical document like people have to send in a letter with two signatures on it and I just feel like with the postal service likely being curtailed uh, with the financial markets crashing the way they are and with um most big companies making provisions um to input uh, BCP procedures and have people away from, uh, away from the office at home. I feel like the funds will probably put arrangements in place so that we can receive stuff by email. But, um, yeah, as it stands, I'm going into work on Wednesday, but I just, I really suspect that I'm going to be working from home for a long time. Like, I feel like this is going to be a couple of months. I have, uh, I have some travel arrangements over the next few months as well. And honestly, I am pretty pessimistic about those, I don't think I'm going to be going anywhere for quite a long time, so, um, like, I don't know, what can you do, it, it it just feels strange, I remember I was at this, um, I went to see Brian Fallon play in, what's that venue on Abbey Street called, in the Academy, um, last year it was, 2019 I'm pretty sure, Uh, or was it the very end of 2008? I think it was February 2019, you know. Um, But I went to see Brian Fallon, and the support act was Craig Finn, who many of you may know as the lead singer of The Whole Study. Um, But he was actually awesome. And he told this story. One of the songs that he played was about this experience that he had on 9-11, where his buddy owned an apartment in... Uh, Manhattan I think it was and from his apartment they could see the tower on fire and it was like 9 o'clock in the morning or whatever and they they went up to the roof of his apartment building and they just sat there and looked and like they were in complete silence and then one of them just went down to, to the apartment and got a case of beer from the fridge and brought it up and they just sat there drinking beers at 10 o'clock in the morning or something and um that was their response to it and like that's how I felt on Thursday I know it's like such a strange thing to say like I know that it's different but like it's not really different in terms of it's a huge impact on your life it's a lot of death and you feel like your family is in some kind of danger um it's just that this time it's not terrorism it's like it's a it's a biological it's a virus or whatever um i also am really not a fan of people who say stuff like oh it's mother nature's way of calling the herd like shut your fucking face would you it's such a fucking stupid way to look at it um but yeah i think i feel like there was one other thing that i wanted to say like i i feel like i've left for the airport and that i'm forgetting something that's how i feel hovering over the stop recording button here anyways um i i think i think we'll just leave it Uh, hopefully look out for more podcasts in future podcasts now on Spotify check that out Um, I will have a kind of pilot episode of um, noise pollution my ill-fated never ever made music podcast uh, coming up I have basically got the whole thing ready Um, I just don't know if I'm going to start a whole new podcast or if I'm going to just have it be like a kind of a video essay or if I'm going to put it as an episode of the midnight hour I really have no idea but that is going to be coming your way at some point soon, so we'll talk about that then at the time. Alright, uh, look after yourselves, and wash your hands, and just be a bit more conscious of the fact that there are other people around you who may be impacted by your behavior. <laughs> so, alright, I've been El i Niro, fuck this.